This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast on Move Radio with Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barcelia. Today we would like to open by discussing a very popular dance at the moment. You may have seen this in your classes, you may have seen this uh, at major events, and what really came to my attention about it uh, recently was, I believe it was um, a post on Facebook, and Madison uh, and Simon and uh, Darren, I think we're all, Darren Mitchell, we're all interacting regarding this. And uh, if, you, if you're friends with them on Facebook, you may have seen it as well. Uh, Lonely Drum. Lonely Drum is massively popular uh, at the moment. And I believe in one survey or another, it, um, it showed up as having 122 people teaching it. And then the second um, on the list was like 45. And then below that was like 35 or something like that. Um, and it just got smaller and smaller below below that first one. So we are very interested in exactly why Lonely Drum is as popular right now as it is. So we have the step sheet in front of us, and um, we've got you know, some of the videos. This is all on Copper Knob that we're looking at right now. Uh, it's got 159 votes on Copper Knob, <clears throat> four stars out of five average. For anybody who... Doesn't know the the basics on this one. Uh, the choreographer is Darren Mitchell. The song is Lonely Drum by Aaron Goodvin. We'll be playing it a little bit later after our discussion. Uh, 32 counts, four walls, improver, one restart, or not restart, uh, one tag uh, that um, comes fairly early in the dance at the end of wall three and at the beginning of wall four. And it's just a simple rock, recover, shuffle back, rock, recover, shuffle forward. So yes, how did this dance get as massively popular as it has? Any initial thoughts from you, Megan? Well, it starts for me with the song itself. Um, It's a really nice, fun song. It's not too crazy upbeat. It's not too slow. Um, It doesn't it doesn't fit a particular mold if you ask me of like one specific genre it's um i think it is technically country but it doesn't you know it crosses lines so it is more appealing to a wider range just the song alone mm-hmm. yeah one of the things we were discussing um a short while back was how it doesn't it doesn't get too into the country tropes of, you know, trucks and beer and dogs. And he doesn't get, I mean, he, he has a, a regional sounding twang, but it's not irritating. And it's not like he's putting it on as an affectation just to appeal to a certain crowd. And he almost sounds sympathetic. Like when, when a lot of the guys uh, in, in country songs will, for example, in um, Somewhere With You, one of the things that I, I am less fond of in that song is how he says I can go home with anybody I meet. I'm like, oh, great. So this is like a big 
butch alpha male, you know, I'm going to go out and da, 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 sow my wild oats. And that's fine. Like if you, if you resonate with that or if you, uh, if that's your thing, whereas I hear lonely drum and I can, I can really more relate with the guy who just, you know, really wants this girl that he likes to come over. Um, but it's, uh, it's sort of a show of vulnerability that that's something he wants, but he's not sure if he's going to get it as opposed to somewhere with you where he's like, Oh, I could do this and that, but, uh, you know, I want to do this other thing instead. Um, so you kind of feel for the protagonist in lonely drum and you don't mind, um, hearing his story, you know, many times cause it's really left unresolved. No matter how many times you play the song, you don't know if she actually comes over. Uh, let's see. Also, I like that he, in the song, uh, makes references to things that you wouldn't expect to hear in country songs like a fiat or karaoke. And I guess there are there are some um, some country songs that talk about you know like getting together with your buddies, and singing at the bar or whatever. But uh, yeah, Chardonnay. Here's another one. So I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Chardonnay. It's not like whiskey and Jack and all the other things that you think country people sing about. Chardonnay. Like that's right in the beginning of the song. A uh, very unexpected sort of classy wine tasting style drink there. Uh, air guitar gives him that sense of like levity and lightness. So he's you know just gonna play around a little bit here. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, dance floor up in my living room, room, room. That's very relatable. Because how many of us, you know, in, in the past have just cleared a bunch of stuff in the middle of the room and started dancing, especially for people who are like learning, uh, learning dances and they can't wait till the next time they get to their local country bar or studio or choreographers who just need, they have that flash of inspiration. They need to dance right then. Uh, let's see. Okay. So then Oki from Muskogee, he does make a country reference to remind you what kind of song we are listening to, like genre wise. Uh, bomb a Jaeger shot. That one sounds uh, a little bit more like the kind of country guy you hear about in other songs. And it, he's moved on from Chardonnay to some of the the harder stuff. Uh, he's really getting eager about this this prospect of the girl coming over. Uh, also, I I like that um, it it has sort of the feel of um, the uh, older like folk songs where they'll or like a blues thing where they'll say a thing and then they'll expand on it, but then they'll come back around to what the original thing is. It makes it easier to sing along. And that's what uh, he says with the, I might get drunk and sing karaoke. He says it once. He goes into a little more detail, talks about hokey pokey again, levity, like the air guitar. And then he comes back around and says, might get drunk and sing karaoke. So if you're drunk and you're singing the song, if you heard it once earlier in that same verse, then you can sing it the next time it comes around. Boom, boom, boom is very easy to sing along with. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's the Fiat, uh, Texaco, uh, Nitro for that motor. Johnny and June, another country reference. So lots of things that uh, that you can imagine happening in real life. This isn't some like jet-setting uh, superstar of country. This seems like a, a guy down the street, where down the street is a couple states over in the south or something. Uh, Musically, what sorts of lyrics in this immediately make you want to do things with your body? 
Oh, see, that's a little bit tricky because now I know the dance, and the first time I heard the song was after I learned the steps to the dance. So um, I've certainly imprinted, which uh, I'd love to talk about in the future. Yes. But um, I really love how catchy he sounds when he's saying, I'm beating on my lonely drum. Um, Girl, why, why don't you come on over? Um, I like how he repeats certain words, which is different for me because I don't normally like when words repeat. But he has them set with the rhythms that essentially, um, in my opinion, allow for you to kind of imagine actually if he was like beating on a drum or a drum set or something like that. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like trying to separate it from actually knowing the dance. Um, I really like the sound of it. I like just the overall sound. I like the light-hearted instrumental part of it Mm -hmm. that goes with the words. Um, I do really, really enjoy how there is a certain beat there that makes you want to... um, stomp a little bit or shake your butt or something like that um it really does allow for certain movements um which i think darren did an amazing job at discovering Mm -hmm. yeah i like uh what you mentioned about the repeating like the boom 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 vroom 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 living room 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 yeah hope you get here soon soon (laughs) um yeah, it definitely it it, uh, it makes it more sing alongable. It's one of those things in pop music that get gets stuck in your head. Repetition, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, there are a lot of things that you can imagine doing, like the air guitar, you know, the little styling things that aren't in the choreography of this particular dance, but which, I mean, hokey pokey, uh, that that has some kind of motion, I'm sure. Um, go go any slower. You could maybe imagine going a little slower in your movements there. And with opening as strong as um, I'm all boom, boom, boom in the chorus, having that uh, repeated movement of the heel drop, heel drop, heel drop, heel drop, um, it kind of mirrors the repetition in the words. Also, one thing that we've talked about in the past is the importance of a strong and distinctive opening as it sort of makes a promise of what the rest of the dance is going to be like. Mm -hmm. If you're just doing a basic beginner dance, then just, you know, a walk, walk, shuffle, whatever, you know, it gives you the idea like, oh, okay, this is one of those dances. It's going to be like side rock, behind and cross, side rock, behind and cross, very symmetrical, Nothing I haven't seen before, just in a new order. This starts out with something that we probably have not done, unless like you're a Michael Barr fan and you have a lot of toe touches and heel drops um, over the course of the career. Um, you probably have not done heel drop four times, followed by toe heel step, toe heel step. Like That's new. That's something I have not seen before myself. Uh, what can you say to the uh, 
the, the the tone that this establishes having that boom 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 in the beginning uh, kinesthetically um, for me it's just 100% satisfying um, the way that the heel drop hits um, with that repetition makes sense as well as I'm not one now that likes a lot of stomps. But I still like that the idea of the that feeling of that like resistance and that um just that tightening of the muscle that you get ideally when you stomp. Um so having those heel drops gives that same almost emphasis that you can do a stomp with air quotes um without actually having to do a stomp you get that same feeling um because of how it's hitting it's that it's not a soft um you know glide across the floor you're stepping and raising your heel and dropping it a bunch of times so it looks like you're hitting it really really hard but your body isn't taking a whole lot of brute force which is nice um and it just Every time you do that heel drop, um, it just feels so good when it matches with the lyrics and the beat. And then following with the toe heel step, toe heel step, just kind of completes the package. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that uh, it does give you that option to go as hard as you would like, uh, but it is not by default a violent movement. And... The toe heel steps that follow the four heel drops continue the pattern of beating, but they're different. You have all four of them consecutively, and then you have, with the toe heel, it forces you to step back a little bit, which then kind of like, it's like when you're shooting um, a slingshot. It's pulling back the rubber band so the toe heel step can become, you know, if you'd like, a stomp. Um, having had that two uh, counts or beats of restraint, you can't really stomp the toe and the heel before you do that step. So that third one feels like something you want to drive in, and then you get to do it twice, once on each leg. I like that it, it, it is balanced in that way as well, as we've talked with... Um, Joe in the past, Joe Thompson uh, Zemanski, about how you want to feel balance between your feet uh, so that one foot doesn't get worn out by the end of the dance. If you're going to do something on the left, see if you can either do the same thing on the other, on, on the right, or at least have a similar um, emphasis or uh, energy on the other side, even if the steps are different. Because otherwise you're going to really feel it. There are dances we've done before uh, at Stoney's, Stoney's Rock and Rodeo in Sacramento, where it's a really great dance for you know all the aggression and everything, but because of all the pivots being on one side or uh, all the stomps being on one side, you really feel it on that one side by the time it's over, and then you might have to sit down for a couple dances just to like recover. So I like that they um, that Darren ba balances out the toe heel step toe heel step on uh, on either side. All right, so moving on from the... Oh, I guess it's, I'm looking at the step sheet right now. It says toe heel stomp, toe heel stomp. So we have stomp, bounce, 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 toe heel stomp, toe heel stomp. So there you get like all the uh, the 
beating on my lonely drum aspect um, expressed through your body. Uh, also, matching the music, as you mentioned, um, I've seen some people just stylistically do the stomp, bounce, 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 bounce uh, for when he says, I'm beating on my lonely drum. So you don't have to necessarily hold in between each of those bounces. You can hit all of them uh, if you wish, but it's just a, one of those things that's not in there, but it, sometimes it syncs up really well. During the chorus, when he's saying boom, 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 like you want to hit them just as individual beats, but sometimes during the verse, it can be nice to fill in with a little extra color. <clears throat> All right. So then we have our first direction change with the, as he describes it, paddle turn. I think of it as just like a step quarter turn to the right. Uh, but yeah, I guess technically that's a paddle turn. Uh, and this goes well with the the bit in the lyrics. Um, so get in your car and make it go vroom, vroom, vroom. That, that brings to mind a feeling of travel or movement and I've seen uh, I've seen Madison and others even make like a steering wheel motion as they're quarter turning. I know we've done that in the past as well. And um, I thought that was a, a very clever place to put a direction change because at some point you have to. I mean, if you're going to make a four wall or a two wall dance, you have to get off the, the wall you started on. So when you can find those places in the lyrics that have you physically. Uh, moving at the same time as he's talking about something moving, then again you get that that sense of immersion. And then uh, the crossing shuffle, that I mean to me it just seems to it doesn't it doesn't say anything specific, but um, it it seems like a pattern we've seen before, like the step turn shuffle. I, we I know for sure it's in Can't Walk Away and uh, and other dances. Um, so it, it's something that people are used to. And it gives people just a moment to breathe and match the music with that uh, that crossing shuffle. And I would like to know what you um, what you think of that hip 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 because I I know the first time I learned that when we were um, in Colorado Springs learning it from Madison, I was not used to that concept. Uh, I, I figured if it was anything, it was going to be like step, turn, cross, and cross, rock, recover, behind, and cross, like that kind of thing you see all the time. But taking a moment to stop and do bump, 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 and then continuing in that same direction to the right, I was not expecting that, and I had to like wrap my brain around that. I like, I do like where it comes in with the lyrics, because that's right if after the vroom, 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 he's talking about there's a dance floor up in my living room, room, room. So you have this butt-shaking dance floor um, symbology, I guess you could say. Um, but how did you take to that butt, 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 or hip, hip, hip motion when we first learned it? I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Okay. Um, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about that uh, direction change like it was really important at that point because like you were saying how it matches with the lyrics um, the crossing shuffle for me hits really really nicely there because of the fact that it's emphasizing the traveling mm -hmm. it's not just all right now we're changing directions it's no now you need to come this way um, which is what he's basically saying is like come towards me kind of thing um, and I've noticed that like the crossing shuffles, like you were saying, have become very popular lately. Um, 
they've been hitting in very satisfying spots in the several dances I've been, you know, learning that have them in it. Um, as for the hip, 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 it took me probably two passes through the whole dance to really solidify that portion of the dance because it was so different with the sequence. Like, I'm used to stuff with hips, you know, and the bumping or whatever. That's that's in a lot of dances, I know. However, having the sequence or the chain of steps leading up to it and following after it was a very new concept to me. Um, which is nice that he found something that I am familiar with, but totally changed the feeling for me. Mm-hmm. Um it also does hit the music really, really nicely, and then it goes into that, you know, hindside cross, um, which sets you up for the next, you know, sequence of movements. Um, but it does continue that traveling. I know. Um, I like that it's it's it hits pretty much on like the dance floor area, um, because that is one way of. Uh, you know, emphasizing the dancing mm-hmm. uh, lyrically as well as um, physically speaking. You know, when you are dancing around your living room, you have limited space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the idea that you're not really traveling much means that, you know, you're staying home and you're having fun and dancing at home. Mm-hmm. One maybe sort of subtle thing that I like about the sequence <clears throat> from the crossing shuffle to the behind side cross is that it makes the hip 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 or bum bum bump almost seem like a secret that was snuck in there because if you let's say you're watching somebody do the dance and they do the turn they do the cross and cross you turn your head for a second they do the bum bum bump and then they do behind side cross and you turn back to look at them and it looks like they're in more or less the same position they were just a second ago so it almost feels like the rest of the dance around the butt, butt, butt is the you know proper line dancing, and here we are with our our positions and our weaves and grapevines, and just for a few counts, the little butt shaking is snuck in there. But if you blink and miss it, you won't even notice because but you know by a couple seconds later, you're back into normal line dance behind and cross properness. I like that. It's, it makes it as, you know, about as cheeky as the lyrics are in the song itself. Uh, it's, it's that little, little bit that he actually choreographs for, uh, as opposed to like the air guitar and uh, hokey pokey parts, which are really just going to be upper body styling if people play with them uh, at all. Like this part, he tells you like, it's okay. Let's, let's all do this cheeky thing together. That's nice. All right. Okay. So now we have. Now we have this bit, the toe and toe and heel and heel and. We were discussing this recently um, as it pertained to dances like Mbop and to some extent Kick and Rock by Pedro Machado and uh, I was the other in Tropicana parking lot. And. Those songs, or those dances, have been song-changed many times, at least in our area, 
because people say, oh, this goes so well with this song. And I think what it is, the reason why this like toe and toe and heel and heel, that kind of sequence matches so many or seems for people to match so many dances is just because it hits every beat. Like you have one and two and three and four. And any dance, any pop dance with a four on the floor style rhythm uh, is going to, I, I almost want to say require that you hit all those beats. Now, if you're doing like walk, walk, shuffle, like one, two, three, and four, that's fine. But if, if the music is really, um, yeah, if, if the music is, uh, is all whole beats, like boom, 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 you want to hit those as individual beats, not, you know, a couple of them are whole and a couple of them are syncopated, uh, with this, by doing the the little mild syncopation of changing weight to get to the other toe, you are punching like visually, as if you were dancing in Jello or something. You're punching a hole into the side, the other side, in front of you, and in front of you, and you're poking holes in the air with each of those boom, 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 boom beats. And a lot of dances or a lot of songs have that emphasis. Uh, in fact, they even draw attention to it in the song uh, Pop 101 or Pop Music 101, uh, which I believe Brenna Stith has a dance for. They uh, Let me see if I can pull up the lyrics. Pop Music 4 on the floor. They uh, In that song, it's almost a, um, a not, not really a parody, but a, sort of a synthesis of a lot of the different tricks if you want to call them that that are used in pop music and one of them is um, as they say here um, let's see uh, all right verse one uh, pop music 101 some simple instructions for a good first impression now let's start with the first one uh, a minor chord tensions grow fade in the bass like so now with momentum go stop and bring the beat back it's called for on the floor a beat you can't ignore i'll bring sexy back once more they'll love that for sure and so on then they talk about other things um but yeah hitting every single beat is easier to do when you have pretty much you're just pointing your finger but in 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 your feet at different directions so whether you're doing that with like side and forward and forward and side, uh, which I I believe is in um, Tropicana parking lot, uh, or in this case side and side and forward and forward, you're able to use that in many other songs that have that rhythm. Uh, I don't know whether this will end up being song change because it does have that restart, and then you'd have to make special exceptions for other songs by saying like, okay, just don't do the tag, and uh, and then you can do lonely drum to it. Uh, it's a lot easier when the dance never had the tag to begin with. Then you can song change it and, and you don't have to make any special notes. Uh, but yeah, just having that little trick of the toe and toe and heel and heel, uh, which is you know sort of common in, uh, in a lot of these kind of rhythm of dances, uh, that is one of those sticky things for people's bodies and minds that could be... Uh, uh, a thing they crave to do again the next time they do the dance. Uh, also, just as sort of a related side note, I really like what um, what Simon and Rachel did in Kissing Strangers, their, their dance toward the end of the dance, where they sort of 
they take that concept and then they they twist it a little because it's very um, straightforward in Lonely Drum. There isn't any surprise to it. Side side forward forward. That's that's all. Like very easy to teach. Uh, with Kissing Strangers, they do. Uh, let's see. So we have point to left, step left next to right, point right to right side, hold. So you have um, eight and one, two and three and four and five, six, and then you know it gets into the beginning. Um, so what they do is they point left and right. And then they still do the forward and forward, but the the last forward is a rock instead of just a heel. And they put these holds in there, which is different from just side and side and forward and forward or forward and forward and side and side or any of that stuff. Um, they And I noticed Rachel... One day we're going to have to have an episode where we just talk about how amazing Rachel is at taking concepts we've all seen before and putting just a little bit of twist on like the third repetition so that it's different from the first two and makes like almost like a punchline out of it like you have two you have the establishment uh, in comedy it's like uh, the rule of three where you have uh, the premise which is just here's a situation you have the reinforcement of it like oh yeah then the second guy comes along and agrees and then third you have the punchline where the third instance is different and then it takes you by surprise and makes you laugh in comedy or makes you go, oh, or as Joe would say, wow, uh, in dance. So, uh, yeah, I would love to get into that. But since we're still talking about Lonely Drum, I think that is uh, worthy of note that by hitting all four of those beats, it um, it satisfies that desire to match your body with this rhythm. Any thoughts before we move on to the walk, walk, shuffle and the pivot, turn, shuffle? Um, you mean you've pretty much covered most of it. It's the nice thing about it with the one and two and three and four. Um, it does hit all those beats. It does allow for essentially also for you to hit the syncopation too, because you do have those and counts just by shifting your weight. Um, so if there is a syncopation in there, it's not completely lost. Um, but that point of the sides and the heels, um, they really do tend to emphasize those notes, um, or the beat when you're, um, trying to hit those whole counts. Um, and they've done it nicely in several, several dances that you've already discussed. Mm -hmm. Also, something we've discussed in uh, previous episodes was that many... This was, in, I think, when we were talking about Choreography Basics by Max Perry. Uh, one of the cheat codes that we've sort of stumbled upon is that many of the most popular dances um, that have become classics, like Have Fun, Go Mad, and Poetry in Motion, and others, uh, they have multiple counts joined by syncopation. So instead of just 5 and 6, 7 and 8, you have... Five, six, and seven, and eight, and one, or something like that. And this is that moment in the dance. <clears throat> uh, if you don't count the stomp, bounce, bounce, bounce as being one and two and three and four, uh, which I guess you know, if you wanted to, you could. This is that moment where 
This dance joins several counts together with one and two and three and four and five, six. Because otherwise, you look at the other the other sections and you've got in the second eight, you have one, two, three and four, five and six, seven and eight. So those are separated bits of syncopation. Three and four, space, five and six, space, and so on. Uh, the fourth eight count has one, two, three and four, five, six, seven, eight. It's this third eight count where you have one and two and three and four and five, six, seven and eight. So it applies that little principle as we've discussed extensively already. Uh, I like that it's symmetrical. Uh, this the like side side forward forward because as we have mentioned with like Tropicana parking lot or Kick and Rock, um, you can do side forward forward side and it makes it a little trickier for first time dancers but because this is the level of difficulty that it is it's nice for people to wrap their um, their symmetrical logic around okay left right left right easy enough side side forward forward Um, after that we have additional symmetry in walk walk shuffle forward step half turn shuffle forward So there is a direction change, which can throw a lot of people. But as soon as you get to the other side of that direction, you're doing the same thing you just did. And it would be, it would be trickier. I think if you had like walk, walk, shuffle, step, half turn, kickball change, because now it's not symmetrical anymore. You don't have beat, beat, shuffle, beat, beat, shuffle. You have beat, beat, something completely different. And now we're on a new wall and what's going on. Um, So in this sense, he uses symmetry, but he breaks it up across two eight counts, so it doesn't seem boring. Uh, a lot of dances, like 50 Ways, they use that trick of having symmetrical concepts split between the 5, 6, 7, 8 of one eight count and the 1, 2, 3, 4 of another eight count. And that gives you the feeling of... Like, this is a little bit more challenging. It's still accessible, but it's not so straightforward that it's being fed to you. Do you have any thoughts on the walk, walk, shuffle, step, half, turn, shuffle? I mean, you pretty much covered. I like, I've always liked the idea, um, I know you call it the sandwich effect, mm-hmm. um, of having, you have one thing, then you have another piece of it, and then when you, you when you're done with that other piece, you do the same thing that you did in the beginning. Um, so that would be that you know shuffle, you step step pivot, and then you shuffle again. Um, I like the uh, step touches or the step drags. Um, I think that those. I like the variety as opposed to just walk walk you're still having that same kind of movement of going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but the step drags um, add that little, like, styling effect that makes it a little bit um, nicer and not quite so... Um, here's a lot of walking in the dance, which mm-hmm. is great for beginners because, believe me, you know, it can get really, really confusing really quickly. But... Um, I like that it's still in that same ballpark, but it's not like, you know, like a turn or something like that, 
where it's you know a full turn but or you could walk walk it this one is the step drag step drag um overall with this particular dance being what it is and how it hits um i think it's got a lot of uh things kinesthetically that are very satisfying um like we had already mentioned that you know that stomp bounce 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 toe heel stomp toe heel stomps um the crossing shuffle into the hips throws you for a minute so you have to pay attention Mm -hmm. but it's also not so complicated that you can't just let go and have fun um you're not thinking the whole dance uh you can you can really like just kind of ease into it and just have those couple moments where you do need to pay attention um and because of it being it's improver correct yes yeah because it is the improver level um it makes it challenging for beginners but not out of reach um a lot of the steps are very familiar steps in other dances. It's just you've added a certain flow to it um, that pushes that beginner who's trying to better themselves into the um, improver level. But it also makes the more advanced dancers um, have something that they can really, really enjoy with the the beginners and the improvers because it does have a couple you know, moments in it where you're having to pay attention. Um, you can have fun with it. Uh, so it just has, again, like the song itself, it crosses those lines so it has a wider audience appeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to some of the movements and how they relate to the lyrics, it uh, also occurs to me that the Toto Heel Heel is happening when he talks about uh, room, room, room. Uh, dance floor up in my living room, room, room. And because the word is repeated, it makes sense to have the same concept repeated, like the kick out, out, forward, forward. Because if you were to do something like um, coaster step, kickball cross, or something like that, those are two very different concepts just in your head, like as a dancer. So it wouldn't make as much sense when he's repeating the same word and he's talking about dancing in my living room, 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 um, for a coaster step kickball cross to go into those same space of beats, it doesn't really match anything. Whereas if you imagine like a little kid just kicking his arms and legs out and spinning in a circle, um, dancing in his living room, that's sort of like what's going on here with the kick out, out, forward, forward. Um, you're still expanding on that theme of dancing in my living room, room, room. After the butt shake, then you go into uh, this very symmetrical dance-looking movement and not anything more complicated than that. Just like he keeps the words simple in the lyrics, room, 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 uh, you're keeping the movement simple. Right after that, uh, when he says, I hope you get here, I hope you get here, again, talks about her traveling so what do you do? You travel forward. You walk forward, you walk forward, and you shuffle forward. But then on soon, instead of just doing like a rock recover, which breaks up that sound into two distinct footfalls, like 
boom, boom, you're stepping forward, you're stepping back. Instead, that's when he does the step half pivot for soon, the first time he says soon in the song or in the in the lyrics, it is a, a single word drawn out across a couple of beats. And you, as the dancer, are stepping down and drawing out that motion into a half pivot where your feet don't even have to leave the floor. So there aren't two distinct broken up footfalls like a rock recover uh, going into a back shuffle would be. Instead, you have step down soon and now you're facing the back wall or the rear wall from where you started and then uh, you've got your shuffle and then the other two soons uh, or the the other counts where you have the two drags forward and i thought that was a a good choice for you know the music the step half pivot and that also expands on the traveling Uh, the walk walk shuffle starts the traveling the step half turn continues that thought of traveling and since the the end of the music there going into soon soon is still talking about her traveling you're still traveling forward with movement in the step drags and i i really like how he matched that drawn out feeling in aaron goodvin's singing with the dragging your leg behind you on the two Soons uh, on the right and on the left at the end of the phrase. Uh, then, of course, there's the rock, recover, shuffle back, rock, recover, shuffle forward, and it's a fairly simple tag. Even if you don't remember what's going on, if you look around and somebody else is doing it, then you can fake it. You know, you can pretty much march in place and end up in the same spot for the beginning again. So, um, yeah, it would, it would be hard to get that one like super wrong. It's not like the whip it tag where you're doing all this hand motion for you know a similar number of counts uh it's very straightforward as is the entire dance overall Uh, in the greater context of the line dance world at present i think one of the things that has helped this dance stand out is that it is country and gets back to the roots for you know, many of uh, you know country line dancing and this year has been rough I think for country music whereas previous years we've seen all kinds of singles left and right from like Luke Bryan and Dirks Bentley and Brad Paisley and Jason Aldean and so on Lee Bryce this has been kind of a lean year. We've had Dirt on My Boots, which is kind of slow. Um, Body Like a Back Road, which is very laid back. Uh, Craving You, which is undeniably amazing, I think. And you should all take the opportunity to learn a dance if you can find a decent one on Copper Knob or Line Dancer Web. Uh, and... Lay Down and Dance, was that this year? I know they do it at the grad. I don't even know if that was released this year, but I've seen it here and there. Um, But I haven't heard it since around the time it came out. And I definitely don't hear it on the radio. Uh, Over in the UK, they they were lucky enough to have Missing uh, with, uh, I believe, Heather Barton's uh, choreography topping the charts for weeks and weeks and weeks. And we didn't really get that song over here in quite the same way they did. So there wasn't as much demand to dance to it 
And so that dance, unfortunately, never got around to as many places as, say, Lonely Drum is right now. Um, and we still haven't heard Lonely Drum on the radio. And the, the lyric video and the, the, um, or the one that we just pulled up on YouTube still doesn't have the sort of view count that you would expect for something that catchy and that danceable. So in a way, uh, it's sort of like a blessing and a curse for the guy, for the, for the singer, because like on the one hand, he hasn't been overplayed to the point that people in the line dancing don't want to dance it. They've heard it too many times. Like they, they couldn't stand to hear it one more time if it's being played in a ballroom. But on the other hand, you'd think he would, he would want it to be played as much as possible because you get royalties from all those plays and people get to enjoy his music. So as with missing, it's, um, it's a, it's a tricky balance to strike because you you want people to be familiar enough with the sound of it that it's not foreign or alien to them. Like some some dances, I know Human After All never really made it over here, and it's very unusual of uh, of a song. I'm only human after all. Like that's not what we're used to hearing on American radio. So nobody was really doing it over here. But then you have something else that comes along, like run me like a river and it's like oh yeah well i mean we we know about that sort of spooky moodiness from take me to church and uh take me to the river <laughs> uh from you know last year and it's a very easy um transition for our dancer minds to go into something spooky like run me like a river with all that oomph ah ah oomph bless you Thank you. um with this it didn't really have any bless you. It didn't really have any competition as far as other country dances. It's not like we've been flooded with so many dances uh, to country songs like this that this one would just blend in. It very much stands out, and the song, as you mentioned at the top, like it's so fun. Like you just want to hear it. And as I, I mentioned, it's it's an unresolved story. So. You can go over and over and uh, and never feel like you have that resolution, um, so it keeps it fresh every time. Dance-wise, it's symmetrical, and I mean now we don't even have to be as vague as saying it hits the music well because we've described every place that it hits the music well, um, and you know, oddly enough, it's uh, it it might even benefit in some areas from not being choreographed by somebody with a lot of huge international dance hits out there because it also, just like with music, prevents oversaturation. If somebody is already dancing four or five dances by a certain choreographer in their weekly class... They might think, oh, I want to you know, share, spread the wealth a little bit. So even if that choreographer comes out with something amazing, they might think, okay, well, we'll get to that one. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on the list and we'll, um, we'll, get, we'll get around to it when we can. But before we do that one, let's see if we can get some of these other choreographers who we haven't been focusing on as much lately. That way we'll all be ready for the next major event, Windy City, Vegas, something like that. Like you don't want to overload the class on one choreographer because then they won't feel prepared when that choreographer leaves the room 
uh, during open dance and all these other choreographers are there and now you don't know any of their dances because the instructor did not share or, or spread the, uh, the, the dances by all of those people. Um, having somebody sort of less known in Darren Mitchell adds that variety and in a way almost um, mystique or intrigue like who is this person from down under Cheyenne on cue uh, if that's how you pronounce it um, and what is this giant event in the demo video where all of these people are doing the dance that by the way also helps a lot when you have a demo showing that many people are doing it doesn't really necessarily matter who they are or where they are it could be at some giant google conference and no one would know uh, but having that many people all doing your dance provides uh, social proof as it is called uh, and and it makes you kind of want to jump on that bandwagon when we first learned lonely drum at uh, copperhead road in colorado springs we had just that group really uh, and I didn't pick it back up immediately. I didn't really start listening to the song a lot because I thought I, I'd never... I mean, I'd seen it on paper, on the charts and whatnot, uh, but I didn't really know it from my immediate surroundings as something that you know our people do. So you know, we should learn it so that we don't have to sit out. After a little while, and after seeing it get around more places and watching the demo video... It did start to kind of grow on me. And now I sort of like the idea of bringing it to places and not necessarily um, having the um, the emotional bump of doing what everybody's doing, but having the different emotional bump of I get to bring this hidden secret from Australia to a place where they're really going to love it because it's loved in so many places and now we are the torchbearers. You know, we're helping uh, pass that baton uh, to another group of our people so they can enjoy it the way we did. Um, I, I remember we tried to do that with uh, Missing at Stoney's Rock and Rodeo. Um, it was a little complicated <laughs> for them, but that's all right because at least we get to have the experience of it. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, this dance in the overall context and uh, any any additional thoughts as to why it has become so like beyond even a close second popular uh, with everybody in the line dance world seemingly? Well, I had a slightly different experience than you did when we first learned it. I immediately fell in love with it and wanted to bring it wherever I possibly could. Um, because it was such a fun dance that wasn't complex. So I knew more people would be able to enjoy it. I would be able to teach it at the places I teach. Um, and I knew of a couple people that would probably really enjoy it. Um, so I immediately was like, I really, really want uh, to bring this dance somewhere. Um, I also have the fond memory of, you know, where we learned it and where we first heard it and the people I was surrounded by and stuff like that. So I have this nostalgic feeling towards it as well. Um, but like you were saying, I really enjoy the idea of 
you know, because we travel so much, we're able to interact with so many different people and so many different um, choreographers from all around the world that I feel like we're able to find some really, really amazing dances and bring them back for people to enjoy them. I mean, a little off topic, but same thing. Like, for instance, um, right now, one of our Sonoma State Line Dance Club's favorite dances is Gimme Gimme. You know, and we learned that last year in Vegas from Rebecca. Um, so now that we have something like Lonely Drum from Australia, um, it's another one that we're able to bring in. Um, I really do enjoy that when I'd first heard of this dance, I had no idea who this guy was. Um, it made me feel really good and positive that one, I really enjoyed his dance, but two, that I could also help promote him. Um, who's, you know, up and coming, essentially. I mean, because obviously I, I love promoting my favorite choreographers because they're amazing, but um, I like being able to expand who I'm able to promote and teach their dances. Um, especially when it's one that I just really, really enjoy hearing the song. I haven't gotten sick of it yet. Every time it comes on, um, I'm smiling. And so... That, to me, as someone who's done a little bit of choreography, that means the world. So I'm really hoping he has that same um, feeling, knowing that there's people all across the world that are just having a blast doing his dance and looking forward to a chance to getting to do his particular dance. Um, I know, also, I was able to teach it, and I was pleasantly surprised at how many of my beginner dancers picked it up like they struggled with that the hip 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 part um which to be fair I did a very fast teach because I only had so many minutes left to be able to teach it before the end of the night um but they did an amazing job and so like for me that just it speaks volumes about the flow of the choreography and how, for the most part, people are able to pick it up even if they're struggling a little bit. Um, they're able, for the most part, to get the flow because it's just, it makes sense, you know, to go from this movement to that movement to this movement to that movement. Um, and again, the song is just really, really fun, so people want to dance to it. Something that I just noticed um, was how it hits almost all four walls and it gives you that sense of variety and movement and traveling in a 32 count dance because sometimes if you have a simple set of movements and it's as short as the 32 count dance you might feel like didn't we just do this like oh now we have to do it again like wasn't I just here but um with how it starts on the front, it turns a quarter to the right, and then it goes forward and makes a half turn back the other way to 9 o'clock. 
you cover three walls in 32 counts, so you feel like you've had a, a, a full experience, and then you're ready to start over. And you don't have to expand it all the way to something like 64, and it doesn't feel so simple that it's just one quarter turn in the predictable place at the end or something. Um, it it uh, it stays fresh, <clears throat> as with the music, as you said. You know, you, we still are not really sick of the the song. It's it's nothing we need to skip when we're in the car. It's happy, um, a happy three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found the post, by the way, uh, from Edie Driscoll in Riverley, Ohio. She says, July 2017 World Dance Instructor Survey of 1,153 dances is available by opting in at WDI Survey at linelessons.com. Here are the dances taught the most last month, and check out our highest count dance ever. July, 27, or July 2017, compiled by Edie Driscoll, World Dance Instructor Survey, 215 instructors from six countries, Canada, U.S., Austria, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, including 13 United States states, four Canadian provinces, and six Australian states, uh, 1,153 dances, 3,170 teaches. Number one, with 122 teaches, listed on the survey anyway, Lonely Drum by Darren Mitchell, Taught in Arizona, Colorado seven times, Indiana, Michigan ten times, Northern California ten times, AT. Hmm, I'm not sure what that refers to. Uh, Florida 22 times, North Carolina eight times, New South Wales, Australia 19 times, uh, Queensland, Australia three times. So again, Lonely Drum had 122. Number two on the list, Champagne Promise with 43 teaches by Tina Argyle. And below that is Madison Glover with 35 teaches, the one you're waiting on. Uh, down in the comments, we have Frank Trace being very gracious and saying thank you to all the instructors who have taught Midnight Walk, Mama Maria, and many of my other dances. Uh, Tina Argyle, wowza, Champagne is still up there, smiley face, thank you, XX. Simon then comments, calm down with a hand facing forward and a monkey face. Uh, Tina replies with a big sticker of um, a face sticking out its tongue. Haley Wheatley says, thanks so much to everyone who has taught New Country Cha. And then uh, Madison Glover, watch out, Darren. I'm a close third place. Uh, Sticking out tongue emoji with a celebration thing. Well done, my man, XX. And of course, she's the one who taught us Lonely Drum as well as uh, Demo the Dance in the uh, the main demo from Cheyenne on Q, uh, Simon replies, "Watch out, Darren! I'm coming in at close seventh place." Uh, emoji with tears coming out of its eyes and a happy face. Uh, I just love how you're smashing this industry with this dance at the moment, which he truly is. Darren then replies, uh, "Madison Glover, Simon Ward, you crack me up." Uh, and Haley replies, you're unbeatable, Darren. Uh, to give folks context, because I know I had to scroll up once I saw Simon's comment, um, Simon mentions coming in at a close seventh place with Lady in Red, uh, 23. 23 teaches. It is a, a, a big hit, and for any other time of year when Lonely Drum isn't on the charts, that's that's way up there. Uh, but yeah, as he, as, as he mentions, Darren is really smashing it right now. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts about Lonely Drum, the song, the dance, um, its place in the charts, its accessibility, uh, 
anything at all about Lonely Drum before we play the song that we've been talking about this whole time? Um, pretty much just ultimately a uh, shout out to Darren for a great track and some really awesome choreography. And then a shout out to Madison Glover for teaching it to us. Indeed. Yeah. Big thanks to both of them. All right. Without further ado, here is Lonely Drum as performed by Aaron Goodvin. Go check out The Dance by Darren Mitchell. It is titled Lonely Drum. 